Hello everyone and welcome once again to Wednesday Night Live. Actually recorded live in the morning. So I'm hoping it's still live whenever you're listening to it. Especially if you're listening at night. This is Ron Crawford coming to you from the Father's Church in Dallas, Texas. And um, I am very grateful to the Lord that he has blessed our church here in Dallas as well as the many churches uh, that are part of this Saints Network and the many saints who are planted by the directive of the Heavenly Father in locations all around the world. Very thankful for that. You know, it's um, <clears throat> it's interesting that we read terms in the scriptures like the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven. Uh, we, we speak about let your kingdom come, let your will be done. And, you know, I know that kingdom comes out of the root basileia, which means the place where your feet are established. I understand that connection. We've taught on it, written about it. The soles of your feet, the palms of your hand, and so on and so forth. But all that being said, what does it really mean in practical reality? in practice because God was not saying something promising something in the myriad scriptures that speak about the kingdom of heaven and the kingdom of God and your kingdom coming um, God, God did not speak those things in kind of an ethereal way that has no bearing on anything we can welcome the kingdom all day long in our places, our terrios. We can interact at the courts of heaven. And uh, by that I don't mean court cases. I mean the, the layout around the throne in the various places that <clears throat> we know the scripture speaks about that we've seen. But, but what does it really mean in the world? What does it mean to have authority over cities? What, what does that really mean in practicality? Is it something that's thrown off into eternity, one day in the millennium and then after the millennium upheaval when Satan is loosed and then he's enslaved forever? Does it mean then? Or does it mean now? And what, what does it mean when we sacrifice ourselves to participate as intercessors obediently? What does that authority mean? And I think, in fact, I know that we are in a crucial position spiritually in the timetable of God. And those factors are, are essential to our serving Him in these days. Why is it essential? Well, first of all, we want to be in alignment with the Scripture. Secondly, we want to make sure that our mind understands what's really being played out. Because 
our mind does not want to do what the Spirit says. I mean, if Jesus says, and Paul speaks about that, enmity is a very hard word. Um, you know, even the heart can be desperately wicked. So it doesn't take much to fuel those types of things in our own lives that could lead us astray from what God wants. So we have to understand what it means for the kingdom uh, to come and what it means to enter the kingdom of heaven to welcome the kingdom of God. What does that mean? And so today we're going to do a Bible study. I know that some of you may be out of town right now. Some of you may be on vacation. Others may be out in your backyard sitting by the pool. I don't know where you are when you're hearing this. But honestly, you probably don't. I didn't pull up the uh, pull up a an outline off the internet, and there is not one for this broadcast. So don't wear yourself out looking for it. Um, we're going to go old school, new school, and we're just going to look at the scripture. Today, you have Bible programs on your computer, on your phone, perhaps. Hopefully, you do. And we're going to use them now. Or you can just listen. You can turn the sacred leaves of the hardbound Bible that you have. You can do that if you want. Have a veritable sword drill today. But, but we're going to look at some passages that have to do with our old friend, Ilakitos, which you know, it really speaks about um, us becoming whatever we need to become in order to serve the Lord. Last week we mentioned this um, a little bit, but today I, I think that we need to take a look at these scriptures. And the first one is found in a lengthy diatribe from our Lord. Uh, found in Matthew chapter 5. So uh, we could talk about all the things that he says in this chapter and it would be a good thing for you to go ahead and read at some point. But we're going to pluck out one sec segment uh, and that is verse 17, beginning in verse 17. Don't think that I have come to destroy the law or the prophets. I am not come to destroy them, but to fulfill them. For verily I say to you, till heaven and earth pass, one jot or one tittle shall in no wise pass from the law, till all be fulfilled. Now here is where we have to pay careful attention. Whosoever therefore shall break one of these least commandments, and shall teach men also, he shall be called the least in the kingdom of heaven. Whosoever shall do and teach them, the same shall be called great in the kingdom of heaven. I say to you that except your righteousness shall exceed the righteousness of the scribes and Pharisees, you will in no case enter into the kingdom 
of heaven. Now what is he saying here? I tell you, friend, the Bible is standing sure. It will never pass away. Can I hear an amen? And uh, if you aren't obeying what the scripture says, you are going to be called the least in the kingdom of heaven. And uh, you, you've got to do them and you've got to teach them so that they can become fulfilled. Is that what Jesus is saying here? Preaches, I've heard that sermon lots of times. But let's put on our pneumaticos thinking caps and let's see what Jesus is really saying. He first of all talks about the law and the prophets and how he's come to fulfill them. At the end of what we read, he says, you got to be careful that you have righteous vision that supersedes what the Pharisees do. Okay? The Pharisees held on to the law. They put fences around it. They governed the people. They were like the blind leading the blind. They had no power in what they spoke. Jesus came to fulfill the law. And then he says, whoever breaks the least of these commandments. What does he mean? Break is, as you are seeing, luo, which means to loose, to set free, to bring into a measure of liberty. So you are liberating a commandment. A commandment in tole, uh, yeah, that can mean the Ten Commandments, but it really means also, prophetically, whatever God is revealing, whatever God is communicating, it will line up with the Scripture, but it's, it's something that God is saying, do this. So whoever is hearing that from God and becoming elakitos, becoming whatever needs to be done so that that word or that commandment can be understood and set free to function is going to be known for that in the kingdom. To me, that's the greatest service. The greatest among you will be the servant of all. We're going to look more at this this word. Uh, one of the the last instances is going to be in the book of James, where it says about James three four, uh, because behold, also the ships, though they be great, driven of fierce winds, yet they are turned about with a very small helm. Someone who is functioning in elect. Alakitos is really going to be doing the greatest service for the kingdom. Even in Matthew 2 6, just a few chapters before, um, Bethlehem in the land of Judah is the least among the princes of Judah, but out of you will become a governor. So that humility, that service to God, that becoming, remember the elastic parallel? That becoming whatever is necessary 
you know, an extension of this. He, you know, he's got to increase, but in order for that to happen, I've got to decrease. Um, <clears throat> this capacity welcomes the kingdom. And here Jesus um, links it with the scriptures, with the law, with the prophets, with righteousness. And it's, it's a service that probably nobody in the natural sees. Well, I won't say nobody, but the, the hoi polloi, the Christian flocks, the crowds, they won't see it. And it's, it's rare to find those who will serve in this way. Let's finish this and then we'll come back to the discussion I'm bringing here. What does it say next? We teach this and we'll be called the kingdom, the greatest, the alakistos in the kingdom of heaven. But whosoever shall do and teach them, the same will be called megas in the kingdom of heaven. Now, what have we studied about these power words? What have we studied about greater things will you do because I go to my Father? It's that spreading. It's that extension, dare I say, the growth. And so here's Jesus using both of these. If you just read it in the good old King James or whatever fiery Bible you have, you would interpret this probably wrongfully. But Jesus begins by saying, you've got to set the word free. You've got to set prophetic righteous vision free. And you've got to function in that. And to do that, you've got to become whatever it is that is necessary. And you've got to serve the Lord in that way. And then you've got to teach what you discover. That has to become into play first. That, that has to be before the next thing happens. Before you have those that are um, doing then what has been loosed. You have people then that are, um, that are, are then going to teach it from that framework. This is very important for us to understand. Um, most of the church likes the megas for many reasons. They get excited about it. This is where numbers come in, which is really why David and a lot of Jerusalem was destroyed after the enemy convinced him to number the people. Because if you start thinking, oh man, Look what look what the Lord has done. And you look at all the look at all the people. Look at look at this. Oh man, this place is popping and going. Somebody paid the price to unloose that thing, to loose that thing. And that's a specialist in the kingdom that has to happen before the the megas comes. 
and and it, it's just a spiritual law I I tell you really we've been living this as saints and we're gonna look at some other scriptures that bear this out so don't shout me down now because I'm not scratching your back the way you like it um, it's it's been a constant struggle for me as a leader many of the places that we go to teach the the lakistos to teach the principles of seeking God not just to to there's a lot of people that like to pray there's a lot of people that like to feel warm and cuddly and to love God that's wonderful but God led some of you to the next steps in that and he said there's more to you in serving me than just being in the love place with me yeah, in, in feeling touchy-feely kind of stuff I that's a wonderful place to be in but you won't welcome the kingdom you, you minister to the Lord hear me you, you you'll minister to the Lord you'll love him but again like we've said on so many occasions does God just want a little little one in his arms that or does he want that one to grow up and be a joint heir with him Jesus was born in Bethlehem which was the chief of this the governor was raised up out of that and Jesus himself washed the feet of the disciples the greatest is the one that serves he did everything necessary he humbled himself became the scourge of the earth to welcome the kingdom and we're to be Christ-like so do you want what do you want to be do you want to be known as the one that elaxitos what the one that will become the least so that the kingdom can come or you want to hang around with the megas crowd because that's happening baby that's going it's it irritate it has irritated me in the past when the spirit of the lord would be in a place europe was bad about this and and the people that god was touching and calling into this ministry they liked the moment but then they wanted to flock after the happening now group and i have to be real careful that see i think that's why elijah was the way he was i think that's why samuel was the way he was i think that's why moses was um there's nothing wrong with the explosive visitation and the megas growth but if you let that become your objective you end there and it, it takes it takes true dedication to the Lord to become continually known as an elaxitos. Um, we don't vary our message of unlocking the scripture 
and bringing it into a loosing. We don't alter that to try to captivate a crowd, to trick it up. And uh, I, I, I'm just, uh, I just, I, I think we need to see what Jesus is saying here, linking it with the word, linking it with the, the prophets, linking it with righteousness, linking it with those that hold on to the scripture but don't want it to be free, and those who just want to move in the megas, which is the bottom rung of the authority structure. And um, it's, it's, this is something we need to understand because the enemy will hit this. And I know he's been hitting it. All right, let's, uh, let's look at some other verses that uses this term. Um, in uh, Matthew 25, that story about, you know, uh, the hungry, the thirsty, those that were strangers, those that were sick. And verse 40 then says, the king answered and said, as, inasmuch as you've done it unto one of the least alakitos of these my brethren you've done it unto me so here the Lord was saying that whatever happens to people who are serving God in this way you're basically saying that it's what Jesus is doing where he is and who he is do you see this if if you see someone who is ministering in Elakitos and they're in need you need to provide for them you you need to that's something we need to be calling forth uh, it's it's a powerpoint of provision and i'm trying to learn how to do that it's not as simple as declaring and decreeing and calling forth it's it's the lord um providing in a special way for people who have committed themselves to this walk but note that if you've done it to these ones who are serving the kingdom in this manner You've done it to me, which really aligns us with the Lord in an unparalleled manner. I think that is, it's, it's amazing. Um, look at, um, regarding provision, in Luke chapter 12, where Jesus is talking about <clears throat> Um, not worrying about provision. And in verse 25, which of you with taking thought can add to his stature one cubit? If you then be not able to do that thing which is least, why take you thought for the rest? Consider the lilies, how they grow, they toil not, that Solomon in all of his glories wasn't arrayed, arrayed like one of these. What's the Lord saying here? Um, if, if you 
will simply do what you're supposed to do in Elakitos. God will take care of the rest. What about this adding one cubit to your stature? What's that mean? <laughs> you know, it's so, it's so funny. People uh, throughout my life, you met people that were tall who wanted to be short. You met people that were shorter who wanted to be tall. Um, and it's, it's really, I don't, I don't even want to call it a matter of pride. It's really a, a matter of self-perception. What you feel you're worth. Um, and when you come to the Elakitos, and the whole concept here was that um, God's going to provide for you, and whatever he's going to do in and through you is, is going to be more beautiful than anything Solomon did. What did Solomon do? Well, he had dreams. He knew how to come out and go out and come in. He was wealthy. He built the temple. He was supposed to send out tabernacles. Uh, he was known throughout the world. That was power. That was expansion. It was really the heart of of uh, of Megas, if you really want to know, in the Old Testament. Um, but the way that happens is for people to do the alaxitos things. And um, I, I, I just think we need to see this. Let's look at another one. Um, here it, it speaks about, um, in Luke 16... Make to yourself friends of the mammon of unrighteousness, that when you fail, they may receive you into everlasting habitations. He that is faithful in that which is least is faithful also in much. He that is unjust in the least is unjust also in much. What, what does that mean? You become known as a person who serves and people will notice that and people will be there to help when that person needs help now I won't focus too much more on that because there's some other things here that we need to look at um, oh this is a great one well these, these are all great Let's see. I'll talk about this one next. How about the parable of the talents? The master goes away. He gives. Uh, he gives um, these talents, these pounds, to his servants. And the first guy says, Lord, in, in uh, Luke 15, 16, thy pound hath gained ten pounds. And he said unto him, Well, you good servant, because you have been faithful in the very 
little Elakitos. You have authority over ten cities. The second came and said, Lord, your pound has gained five pounds. And he said likewise to him. So he said the same thing. And he gave him five cities. Authority. The key to city taking is Elakitos. To have real authority here. To, to let it be abiding in you. It doesn't say you have dunamis. It doesn't even say Iscarus. It says it's an exousia. It's a, it's a combinative that exousia and it is that this is abiding in you. Isti. But that comes through Elaxitos. Now the end of the story is something that all of us face. Um, the guy said, I knew you were an austere and hard man. You reap where you don't sow and you glean where you haven't planted. And um, I was afraid. So I decided that I would hide this talent. Here it is. For us, the principle of seeing cities and nations impacted is by doing the things that God asks you to do that are becoming the least of these. And that has to do with prophetic obedience. That has to do with simply serving not having an agenda of your own. You know, we've, we've never tried to expand this place. In fact, we, we made this place, and I'm just talking from here in Dallas, you can give your own testimony. We have made this place into a place that just doesn't just serve the Lord in prayer, but who will unlock the word as God directs and teaches to loose it and then we teach it and we we try to lead people from those elemental measures of praying into and as important as those are into a people who will actually do something in service to the Lord and that then unlocks megas I know that's what's happened here in Dallas um, I know that what you've done, many of you, has unlocked a visitation on this city. And you say, haven't there been other visitations? Hey, I've been here 40 years. I've seen churches, mega church, huge churches rise. And some of them are, you don't even, the, there's just the whisper of them. They're not even here anymore. I've seen lots of megas things. In Dallas, Big D, boy, you can, you can do anything here. Bless God, you can do anything. So it's not about building a church. It's about welcoming the kingdom. And the same thing's happening in Brazil. The same thing, I believe, is happening in the Western Europe. Um, the same thing is happening 
in those brothers and sisters in, in equatorial Africa and, um, and in, in India, even though we've lost a lot of contact with them. But the seed's been sown. Authority. What does it mean to have exousia over cities? Well, God's the one that gives authority. You don't wrench it from anybody. And God, there, there have been many times where the Spirit has come and said, you need to declare this now. You, in this time frame, you need to proclaim this over the city and over the region. You need to welcome this. The turning of the page comes. You are being given the honor of declaring this. You, you notice that a lot of what God's been showing us recently has had, like, for instance, what our seminar coming in September is going to be about, is the framework upon which an expansion comes. How did Samuel welcome a kingdom setting? It wasn't exactly what God wanted, but God allowed it. They've not rejected you, they've rejected me. Remember that phrase? Oh, was it never God's will for David and for Saul to be ministering? Well, it was God's will for David to establish tabernacles and to go about and welcome the kingdom. But I, I, the jury's out on whether he wanted there to be kings like the other nations. I don't think he did. How'd that turn out for them? I mean, it lasted through Solomon and the wickedness that kingship brought was abominable. Study it. So, I, I think we're in this really unique moment and we're at a point where we have to recognize that this is what God's doing even though we know it practically. Because I'm telling you, this has been hard recently, spiritually. This birthing of whatever God is requiring has, has really been extreme. Uh, and um, every one of the warnings that I see here, I know I've, I've faced and I, I, I don't, I think that there is a purging, there's a refining in this, that what we've done in the past for the Lord has put us in this position to go deeper. And I pray that I find it and that we find it because it is a necessary principle in the kingdom. Somebody has to touch the Lord in this way and, un, uh, and, and loose the commandments and to welcome them by decreasing so that he increases. Otherwise, there will be no divine megas growth. And, and I just pray that our people see it 
because if we if we welcome if we make the way for megas and it's happening now will you be tempted to leave the best thing for the bigger barns that your harvest has generated see this guy in this parable of the pounds the Lord got rid of him and um, gave the pound that he had and gave it to verse 24 just skim along um, gave it to him that had 10 pounds and then people in verse 25 said Lord he hath 10 pounds <laughs> to everyone who has been given from him that hath not even let me read it unto everyone which hath shall be given and from him that hath not even that he hath shall be taken away from him um, essentially a work needs to be done by those that are skilled in serving God in Elaxiatos and you give it to the one that does it best. That that one was a crucial thing. And it really it really does speak not just numeric value, but it speaks of the intent of those who would serve God in this way. Am I making sense? So Let's keep looking. Because there's more. There's well, Wait, there's more. How about um, 1 Corinthians 4.3? Here he's talking about it is in, required in stewards that a man be found faithful. But with me it is a very small thing that I should be judged of you. Uh, here is stewardship of the alaxitos. we need we need to be stewards and by that I don't mean doing things in the same old way you've done I'm calling out to the Lord for wisdom in how to bring forth what God has loosed in the word and what he's loosing now because if if we I know this if we do if I do what I've done it won't work today it barely worked over the past 20 years and it's frustrating to me I feel like we're we're lacking something to make this fluid I, I don't want to be confusing to you um, how about uh, chapter 6 1 Corinthians verse 2 do you not know that the saints shall judge the world and if the world shall be judged by you are you unworthy to judge the smallest matters? Woo! There's a crisis that's given. Um, and it's and then he goes on to say, don't you know that we're going to judge angels? Why? It's because of this elaxitos. And, and if you go back, I'm not trying to lose any of you in the weeds, but you've studied this before, so don't, don't, 
don't give me the what are you saying face. Just put your thinking caps on. I'm not talking down to anybody. I'm a teacher and I'm demanding that we act like we know what we know. What did it say in uh, the increase and decrease passage? And then it, then it says in that derivation of this that um, we, we need to be absolutely sure. Let's, let's look at it ourselves because I don't want anybody to think I'm making something up. Um, hold on. I'm typing it into my olive tree. Uh, okay, here we go. The reason we'll judge angels is Hebrews 2 7 thou made him a little lower than the angels 2 9 Jesus who was made a little lower than the angels now we've talked about that in the past what that means and that that means to always be hungering and searching for the the ability to to serve and to know him to have that burden this is the essence of the laxitos and so if we've done this a little lower than the angels, then if there are demonic beings that were unwilling to do this anymore, somehow God and his timing is going to allow us to judge those because of the way we hopefully have been faithful. That's your link there. Um, but, you know... It's, it's very interesting to me um, that we are, we are in this moment in the Spirit and God is, is bringing this kind of thought to us. Um, the Apostle Paul said in 1 Corinthians 15, 9 that he was the least of the Apostles. Now, this, of course, you know, Alaxitos is least there. And then he goes on to say he persecuted the church. Well, that's true. But the least of the apostles is very important for us to know. With all due respect, And anytime you hear somebody say that, that means they don't like what a person in authority has said. So uh, they're going to say that. So it's kind of like a getaway, get out of jail free card. And then they're going to say uh, a disagreement with the person and the leader. But with all due respect um, to all the other apostles, whoever your favorite may be, you know, Peter. John, um, any of any of those who had specific callings from God to minister in ways that the others did not have. Jesus saying to Peter, "What is that to thee regarding John?" They all had different callings, but I think that the one thing that we know from the Apostle Paul was that 
he served the Lord in unlocking the scripture, loosing it. And he did what the Lord asked him to do. And he did it on behalf of Jesus in going into many missionary journeys to remote places to teach those those unlocked scriptures and to try to get people to serve the Lord in welcoming the kingdom of God in the places where the Spirit led him to go. The man of Macedonia, come and teach us how to boetheo, teach us how to cry out to God on behalf of what we are supposed to be welcoming into our land. Now you say, well, when you pray in divers' tongues, isn't that enough because you're speaking those grace mysteries? Yeah, that's an important beginning because everything begins with a voice. Of course, that's that's true. That's That's really important. Isn't it enough to just pray and interpret? Oh, yeah, because if you speak in an unknown tongue, you should interpret. That's what the scripture says. But then what do you do with the interpreting? Well, you teach. Yeah, you got you to gotta teach that. But then you've got to be willing to go and do what he says. And that's, yeah, you should hopefully be making disciples who will pray. Yeah, that's true. But what I've learned, and hopefully what we've all learned, <clears throat> is that there's a step beyond that. It doesn't eradicate the need or the precious nature of what's what's already been established in knowing and loving the Lord and being at the right hand of the throne and being on your face before God. Those are important. But if, if you don't learn how to then become the least in the kingdom in this context with Jesus there welcoming unlocking the scriptures for people and teaching them how to welcome the kingdom if you don't learn how to do that we will never reach the world Oh, but aren't there churches that are having houses of prayer? Yeah, we're thankful for them. But we're not them. We're not called to be them. Maybe they're called to be us. I dare say they are. But it's not cool. It's not what the cool kids are doing. You know, we have the real prospect in a few months of going to back into the nation of Brazil, I'll say this quickly. And one of the doors that the Lord is opening is one of these hip hop happening places. Somehow God bonded us with this leader. And we're going to go in there where there are scores of young people. And so, this message, 
how many of them will receive it? Now, some of you have asked, a number of you, well, can I go on this? Let me just tell you, we have been invited to speak. I do not intend to take another team. And in all honesty, I don't want to be responsible for anybody. You know, we love what happened in Brazil with the theater. We'll probably do that again at some point. But I ain't your daddy, and I'm not doing that until the next time God says to do it. Oh, man, I'm so grateful for what God did. And I, I would do it over and over and over again. It was wonderful. But this trip, all I'm saying, this trip is not an Ali Ali in free. We were invited specifically to speak in two different places. God has given us favor there. He's given us authority there. We're going to be doing other things. But it's just the team that's been invited from there. Now, don't get on the horn and ask somebody there to invite you. Do not do that. If you do, you're on your own. My, I, I'm just trying to be as honest as I can. Um, whatever is going to be required of me, and I can only speak with me, the other speakers, I love them, they're going to have to do the same. But I'm going to have my hands full hearing from God for what I'm supposed to do and what I'm not supposed to do. Because, you know, there's a little bit of that explosive megas when we first go into a place. And there's a lot of people, a lot of pastors, that want us to, oh, come here, oh, come here, oh, you didn't come here, you went over there, why? And there's a lot of that. I am not motivated by that. I'm not. I just want to be where God asked me to be. And if I'm not supposed to be there, I don't want to be there. Do you hear me? Now, we will be needing prayer. But our objective is to go and to sow into these groups what we've learned from the Scripture, but to instill the invitation for this calling. Because if, if, if there are... I'm not interested in just having 500 Saints Network churches in Brazil if they're not functioning in this way. Does that make sense? So let's just boil it all down, okay? Right now, God is taking us into a deeper dimension of this calling that he's tried to use us in over the years. And it's been effective. I, I've had some of the most unusual encounters in the spirit realm in, uh, in the nighttime hours over the past couple of weeks. And at the risk of opening myself to all kinds of um, suggestions, let me just say that uh, I have seen in dreams more violence. I've witnessed it. And I'm not used to seeing that. I, I've seen demonic beings do terrible things to people, and I've seen people do terrible things. Knives, guns, whips. It's, it's been 
awful. But in the midst of it, it's like it's like I'm standing with an angel and I'm seeing these things in various locations around the world and in the midst of one of them the other night an angelic representative gave me a beautiful pen it was it was was black but it was a substantial thing it wasn't just a pen it was it was almost like it was a rod of authority but on that pen was written in white letters beautiful white letters signs miracles healings and the angel showed this pen to me put it in a little bag a little small draw tie bag and gave it to me and I had just seen some of the most horrific things in the natural that I could ever see and you know I woke up at four in the morning and I thought Lord what is this you know the key of heaven suffers violence violent take it by force we read what the scripture says the end times are I, I know that some of the places that we're called to go and probably sooner in the United States than we think are are going to be Christians are going to be subject to the things that the Bible prophesied will happen in the times of the end I I know we're going into those the foothills of those times so if there was ever a moment that we needed to take a step up and walk with Jesus and whatever is required of us to welcome his kingdom we we need to be making ourselves ready for that now oh oh yeah i i won't say that i'm like the guy that buried the the talent you know i'm still preparing stuff and teaching stuff all the time i'm getting ready for a seminar i'm not writing anything because honestly I think that's one of the things God wants to do in a new way a more effective way and I don't know what that is so I'm not going to waste hours doing things you remember when Moses was at the rock okay I want you to take the rod you have the capacity to do this but I want you to speak to it I know you whacked the rock before but now I want you to speak to it Moses whacked away was God happy with that no so it, no matter how we've done things in the past we need to submit ourselves for the new and be willing to do what God says what that is <laughs> I'm still waiting on and you know I thought Lord I'm so tired of feeling like I need to convince my people that what we're doing unto the Lord from the scripture and what has worked so well in opening the nations that it's still what we need to do there are other voices calling out to them there are other there are other impulses lots of them if I start naming them then people will get offended but I think that's the biggest, to be the cheerleader for this is wearing me out. 
you know, sometimes I preach and I know that I'm feeling the, 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 the Lord wanting to stir the people that I love. Get with it. Don't, don't forget what the, his calling is. Don't do other things that have no real benefit to what you've been called to do. And it, it can be frustrating. And so one of the things that I'm trying to do is to become contrite in that. And you say, oh, why would you think that? Well, do you ever read what Elijah said? Do you ever read what Moses said? It's the same thing. It's the same thing. And we've got to be transfigured. And part of the price to be transfigured in these days, according to what God wants, is to um, recognize these factors and to become what we need to become in the days that are ahead. We're in that crucible of time right now. And it's, it's a new measure of being contrite. It's, um, and the Lord is with us in it. So I ask you, or as they say in New York, I ask you, where are you, good and faithful servant? Have you given up? Did the megas you thought was going to come into your physical life did it not materialize I know it hasn't in the ways that some of you thought it would and that can become discouraging which of you by your thoughts can add one cubit to your stature and what Jesus said in that first passage we looked at seemed to me that there were two groups the first was with Jesus and doing the righteous work regarding the commandments to fulfill the law and the prophets, to loose those commandments. And those are the, the alaxitos. The next group expands into the megas. They may not acknowledge the first group, fact they won't can you handle that how is your humility I mean it's it's a challenge to stay in this place with Jesus of decreasing so that he might increase and I know some of you in some of the people in France have said, oh, but it says he increases and then we decrease. Half of one, five of another. I mean, it's, it's, the, it's the same thing. God looks for an intercessor. He's going to do something. Yes, he is, but he ain't doing it until he finds an intercessor, until he finds someone who will welcome the kingdom. That's his way. So you could say, oh, yes, he's increasing, but... He's looking for that partner who will decrease. Are you still willing to do that? Some people in all sincerity were willing to do it. 
But in the back of their mind, they thought, yeah, and when I do this, then all those things that I thought ministry would be will manifest themselves. And you may be saying, well, hey, wait a minute. I'm still doing the same thing before the Lord. I'm tired of this. I thought this was going to happen. Well, well, <laughs> contrition, contrition, contrition. It's for all of us. It's good to be with the king. It's good to be the greatest in the kingdom because that's the least. We bless the megas, but if you figure out if the, if the least is on the other end of that spectrum, then the Alaxitos is ministering in the Kratos, in the Arche Iscarus, in the Exousia, that's authority over the cities, and in the explosiveness of unlocking through the dunamis. And the magus is the benefit of that. Oh, it's fun. Uh, it reminds me, and I'm going to be done, of uh, that Rick Pino song about Pioneer. You go and you do the work, nobody even knows you're there. And, and it doesn't do you any good to, to insist that people remind themselves that you did this or you said that. that. It just makes you look small when you do that. Well, maybe you should look small. Elaxitos. But then others will come along and do it bigger and quicker than you. Are you willing to do that? Are you willing to enter the kingdom as a pioneer? Are you willing to welcome the kingdom? Knowing what it costs to welcome the kingdom. To invest. God will give you exousia in those cities on behalf of the throne. That's what the rule, that's what the king said. Read it for yourself. But the Megas is where the action is. Oh, dear Jesus, I'm preaching at us now, aren't I? So let's just keep being what we're supposed to be and let's pay the price before the Lord in intercession and contrition. Let's know that he's showing us these kingdom realities in his word that are phenomenal. But let's keep doing the first things and not become Laodiceans who are really proud of what we've done. Okay, God bless you. Um, thanks for studying the word with me today. Thanks for listening to my mea culpa. It should be your culpa too. Um, we'll look forward to being with you again on Sunday. Be blessed wherever you are. Some of you are on vacation. Others are in different measures of, of these summer days with different responsibilities. Wherever you are, don't forget who you really are. And let's be that before the Lord. God bless you all. Thanks for listening. Goodbye.